0: From between the hedges at Sanford Stadium to the practice fields, from Stegman Coliseum and wherever else the Bulldogs are playing, it's time to talk Georgia sports. From the Athens Banner Herald, here are your hosts, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis. what's up mark and ryan here with you it's georgia missouri game week for your number one georgia bulldogs we will talk about that matchup we can check out our weekly picks see how they went and uh, we're going to talk about a georgia player that uh, got into a little bit of hot water unfortunately and uh, update some guys who may or may not be playing this weekend hope everyone out there is safe with hurricane ian bearing down on the uh, florida coast uh, i guess coming up towards uh, georgia north carolina eventually right ryan yeah, I guess it went all the way across
1: land. It's kind of south of Jacksonville now from what I understand and apparently it's supposed to take a left turn into Savannah. So I hope our friends down at the Savannah newspaper in the Savannah area are doing okay.
0: Some of the schedule's been uh, shifted, uh, not affecting Georgia as far as we know, obviously uh, getting going out on Friday to head to Columbia. South Carolina's playing tonight as we record this on Thursday morning. Is it South Carolina state maybe an in-state mm-hmm. matchup. South Carolina state, yeah. Florida pushed their game Uh, against Eastern Washington, maybe, Uh, to Sunday. Georgia fans remember a Sunday game at South Carolina several years ago because of uh, weather-related issues. Um, Ryan, uh, before we get into the matchup with Missouri, break down the Kent State victory, as it was, Uh, Georgia Tech looking for a new head football coach. What will you remember about the Jeff Collins era? Oh man, you know... When I think about his
1: time there, I got a lot of Butch Jones vibes. <laughs> you know, did you ever feel that it was like going, going too far over where it's eye roll? You know, yeah, a L- little bit too much, a little
0: bit too much Waffle House, a little bit too much 404. And and I was
1: thinking about this the other day. Yeah, what was the brick by brick? Remember that uh, Butch Jones had up at Tennessee, and it was just too gimmicky. And I guess it was trying to provide something different. Because that's the hardest job in America, if you ask me, Georgia Tech. You got Georgia, uh, you know, just to your northeast. You got Auburn down. Tougher tougher than Vandy? Well, I mean, that's an academic school. But you have uh, a little shot at Georgia Tech there. You got Auburn, you got Alabama, you got Clemson, you know, Tennessee. I mean, it's right in the middle of SEC heartland. And so that was just a a, a tough gig for for anybody. You know, I guess the stat that pops out to me that I saw circulating on Twitter quite a bit was that Mark Richt had more wins in Bobby Dodd Stadium than Jeff Collins, which is quite remarkable.
0: Collins was there for three-plus seasons. Is that right, I feel like? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, I saw I saw that he was 0-2 against Georgia, right? But one of those years was the COVID year where mm-hmm. they didn't play. So mm-hmm. I guess it was about three years.
0: Yeah, and so never, never actually brought his Yellow Jackets into Sanford Stadium because the 19 game was at Georgia Tech, 21 game at Georgia Tech, 20 game would have been there. Uh, instead, Brent Key will come uh, – as interim head coach in late November, I'm going to put the point spread on that thing at uh, 40 points right now. <laughs> yeah, I would take the over uh, for the Bulldogs there. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, Bobby Ross didn't he win the national championship in 1990 with Colorado? I, was I mean, Paul, it was Paul, tied. Paul, Paul Johnson, um, you know, he kept them on a certain level. He played in the Orange Bowl and made it to the ACC championships. And they need to think that way again,
1: though. Hiring somebody unique, I feel like. Do you Jeff, go after Jeff, Air- Jeff Monkin Do you go after an Air Force guy or an Army guy? I mean, you got to have something different that gives you a slight advantage at that position. 'Cause you're not competing in recruiting with Georgia and Alabama and Tennessee, Clemson. You've got to find the, the three stars that can can run the veer or the, you know, triple option or something like that. It's got it's gotta be different.
0: Georgia's a monster in the state. Uh, they're a monster nationally. Um, they are a force to be reckoned with. They don't. They don't. Don't look like they're going away anytime soon. So that's you got to go to. You got to go there and find your own thing, whether it be a Deion Sanders if he'd be interested in moving from Jackson State. Um, you know, Georgia fans, I'm sure hope that. Uh, well, you know, they they hope that guys that that want an opportunity to be head coaches get that, whether it's Todd Munkin or Dell McGee or Brian McClendon, um, you know, Glenn Schumann eventually, but probably not at Georgia Tech. I think that's. Uh, well, the, you know, if if throwing out Deion Sanders, I feel like
1: if if they mm-hmm. went that route, that's that's an, you know, I don't exactly know what he runs at Jackson State. I, I would imagine it's more of a standard offensive these days but i think that would be a recruit you know excite recruits to to come to georgia tech more than uh say what jeff collins was doing so i, I you know if they went dion with his connections to atlanta obviously with the braves and the falcons and all that I, I think that would that would be a smart hire if they were but i think they'd have to dish out the the money to to get him
0: all right, let's move on and focus uh, more on the Georgia Bulldogs and uh, don't like to wake up on a Sunday morning to news of a uh, Georgia player running afoul of the law and having to report about that because, uh, you know, it impacts guys standing on the team. And as we saw with Adam Anderson, it impacts uh, you know whether they can play in games, and um, so that that was the case this week uh, when uh, star nickelback Javon Bullard got into some trouble, gets a DUI for being uh, under 21, and then uh, six other misdemeanors. Ryan, I'm not sure I've seen that many. Charges on a Georgia player before? I mean, Was well, the holding a phone
1: and changing lanes inappropriately and
0: yeah. What, what, uh, fill me in. What, what would you need to have your your uh, cell phone flashlight on while you're driving? Um, did you did you drop something in the back seat? You got to find it. Uh,
1: I would imagine he was texting while driving and obviously it was way over the uh, allowed limit for even somebody over 21. So, yeah, uh, not a not a good combination, not a good mix of uh, things going on there for Javon.
0: So you would suspect that Javon Bullard would not be among the 70 players on the travel roster going to Missouri. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kirby Smart hadn't said that uh, definitively. It's not even 100% guarantee he's out of the game. If you read the Georgia um, policies for DUI and for, um, you know, what was the other thing? Any alcohol, well, DUI is an alcohol thing, but, but then they have a separate section for alcohol-related uh, issues. Um, they have a committee that that has the ability to kind of look into a matter um, You know, there's some wiggle room, is my point. And Kirby has just said it's an internal matter. I would be surprised if he's playing, if he's on this trip. But... Uh, what, what are your thoughts? So you're saying there might be some loopholes built in
1: there that if, if Kirby wanted to play him, he could? I feel like
0: there's a little bit more of wiggle room now than there was, say, five, ten years ago in that. Yeah, game. that was uh, well, not a big thing at the end of Mark Rick's time was that you know,
1: maybe the policy was too harsh on, uh, say, some drug Okay, Look, I, look I mean,
0: the, the police report said he was swerving into the other lanes and almost hit a car, so that's, that's a very serious matter. Yeah,
1: my take is, I mean, he should be suspended at least one game, and I, I believe Kirby would would go that route and uh and he will not be making the trip like you said so uh which is good which is, is what needs to needs to happen which kind of hurts a uh, a somewhat thin georgia defensive uh secondary there but you know with the way that malachi starts has come on and you know hopefully Tyke smith can get in the mix and and be closer to 100 percent healthy than he has been coming off that knee injury uh you know they'll have they'll have good depth even without uh bullard there on the team
0: do you think the fact that they're playing like 28-point favorite over Missouri, like what I'm saying is if this was, say, you going to Tennessee to play uh, up there?
1: No, I think that's a bad look. I don't think you can do that even then. It, you know, it's it's like that thing where, uh, well, he will be suspended one game against uh, – <laughs> Game two. Yeah, exactly, which is which is dumb. So yeah. I, I just think that's a bad look if they were to do that. So yeah. I would hope that Kirby would, would – follow through with a one game suspension the first game after it happens which is what I expect this week yeah.
0: Techie Smith who did not play against Kent State uh, is next on the depth chart and you know they brought him here to be the star he's been dealing with some foot injury, knee injury and and something kept him out of the last game as well whether it was I mean you'd think you would have got to get the guy in uh, if he was available but you know he'd be a guy that could step in for Bullard. Uh, Kirby mentioned Christopher Smith, mentioned Kamari Lasseter and some other guys. We'll see how that plays out. Um, all right, let's look back at the, now at the Kent State game, kind of a little rewind, uh, some takeaways from what are we? five days later. Uh, Ryan, will uh, Missouri have a third straight fake punt against Georgia this week upcoming since Kent State, just like South Carolina, pulled it off? I, mean, I could see him trying it, right? Uh, Kirby said
1: in his post-game press conference the other day. When you're a twenty, what is it? Twenty-seven points now. I mean, what is it against Missouri? What is Georgia favorite? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. You know, when you're a twenty-eight point underdog, you're trying to steal a possession wherever you can, and so it worked twice. You know, if it's in a, a situation where Missouri's down seventeen to nothing or seventeen to three there early in the second quarter, you know, might think about pulling it out and like i said georgia's uh 0 for 2 in covering it so far so um you know when a team is a, is a huge underdog and, and needs to to get something rolling wouldn't surprise me if they they pulled it out but i would also be uh disappointed as a georgia fan to see a, a third one be successful
0: wait did kirby actually reference the points spread?
1: No, he said if you're a underdog. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, he said he said when we were kicking uh, South Carolina's tail last week, they pulled it out. But now he he said when you're an underdog and you're tr- against the number one team in the country, I believe is what he said that you try to
0: steal a possession where you can. And, Rough day happened. for rough day for Lad McConkey. Um, had muff punt fumbled, uh, got it stripped away from him after a reception, and uh, had a drop or two as well. Um, one in the end zone, I guess, and then. He did uh, cleanly field a uh, punt in the third quarter, I believe it was, and the, the fans applause, yeah. the fans gave him uh, probably a little overly uh, aggressive applause, which uh, I don't know how, how he felt about that.
1: Yeah, I, th- I thought it was uh, I thought it was disappointing of the Georgia fans to, to treat Lad that way after you know a lot of the things he'd done. It was it was just an off day, I think. Everybody has them. Everybody has them at work. You have them, you know, if you're if you exercise a lot, you have a bad running day or something like that. It's just it's just what happens, and you know. Ladd had the way he came on last year, what he did in the uh, first game against Oregon, you know, he's a he's a guy that the team needs, and I think even Stetson referenced that after the game that hey, you know, he's a, he's a dude for us, and uh, he just tried to keep his head up and, and tell him that everything would would be okay. Now I, I disagree that some were drops there because there was the one long pass over the middle that was just out of his reach. He kind of reached out, uh, I guess could have dove for it maybe, but. We can call that a drop. The one in the end zone was kind of behind him, if I recall. So, you know, he, he's he just had an off game. He'll be back doing Lad McConkey things
0: next week, I would imagine. You mentioned Sets Bennett, at 27 of 30 of 36, 272 yards, no touchdowns, one interception, and then uh, we well, did have a touchdown. If you want to talk about him deking out one of the. Uh, would-be tacklers and scoring on a uh, one-yard touchdown run. Felt yeah. like
1: it was further than that. We had to reach the ball out and uh, over his head, you know, kind of over the goal line.
0: We said last week we were talk about Stetson Bennett as a Heisman candidate. Is he up, down, or holding I steady? it was help or hurt, wasn't it? That's what we were going with? Or oh, whatever. I'm going to call it up, down, or holding steady. What do what you say? I think he dropped a little last week. I think he is down a little bit, yeah. yeah I mean,
1: and the fact that the Tennessee quarterback, Hendon Hooker, I think had the week he had, kind of propelled him up and you know i think who did themselves favors with brock bowers i mean i i don't think that a tight end will win the heisman maybe but if he keeps doing the things he does where he takes into rounds and everything else and can score just about any way possible as a tight end i think brock bowers is helping himself each week while uh, stetson might have dropped just
0: a little bit yeah I do think Brock is uh getting some uh, some heisman buzz now a little bit um, as uh, he shows every game or at least the last two games for sure what kind of playmaker he is um, it's three for three with touches uh in terms of handoffs where he scores a touchdown how how long will, how how far will that streak go out you mean when will he uh get another? When, when, when will he get like a, a 20 yard game but not a touchdown on a on a <laughs>
1: handoff yeah I, I don't know I mean he's just so explosive and uh you know if he if if he gets on one-on-one with a defensive back I it just doesn't seem like he has a chance and ironic and and this is gonna sound weird you think about that Herschel Walker play where he gets down the sideline I think it was was it South Carolina that had the had the angle on him down the sideline there and he uh you know he just ran away from it. That's what Brock is doing. When he gets a one-on-one with somebody that has the angle on him down the sideline or up the middle of the field, he breaks away from
0: him. He's just got incredible speed for a tight end. When you look at the run game, Bowers being a stud, you know, rushing the ball in creative ways with its Todd Munkin offense, um, and then you look at them getting kind of run-like plays in the passing game. You know, I'm going to give you some numbers here. Bennett to McIntosh, 6. Bennett to McIntosh, 6. Swing pass to Blaylock 6. Short pass to Edwards, 8. Rosemi Jack, St. 13. You know, Bowers, 20. These are kind of the chunk plays. Instead of handing the ball off, you're getting it to playmakers in space. Now, I don't know how you feel about the run game. Kirby is not being critical of it. He's saying, you know, they, they're running the ball, um, you know, at a decent rate. And if you look at... Uh, you know, the, the yards per carry for Georgia's tailbacks this last game. As I pull up the uh, numbers here, Dejon Edwards, 6.1 average, Kenny McIntosh, 4.9, Kendall Milton, 4.6, Branson Robinson, 3.3. What do you think?
1: I think we've talked about this every podcast, that, and Kirby said it in press conferences, that they utilize their run by doing those – Little plays where you can. What hit about a... handing the ball off to the running backs? Though, so how are they? De- how are they? Are they getting what they need? There? Yeah, I think so. Like you said, the the averages are there. They speak for themselves. If you hadn't had that breakout run where it's uh, you know fifty yards or anything, uh, you know, I think back. I think Kendall had a pretty long run, uh, Kenny too, uh, in the Oregon game uh, for a touchdown, and so. It, you know, I I don't I don't think Georgia is concerned, and I don't think they should be concerned at the the lack of an explosive running play because they're doing that in a sense in the passing game is the way they're you know they're they're using whatever the defense is giving them, and they're gonna keep taking it.
0: I think I counted 15 runs of two or fewer yards in this last game. Um, you know, I. I mean, it's going to be hit or miss. You're going to get some some big plays. Not They haven't had any any over 30 yards from the running backs. Kendall Milton did rush for 27 on one. But at the end of Kendall Milton's uh, day, he had a run for minus two, and his last five one, runs went for 1-0, 3-0. Zero, zero. The last one was for one, but that was a touchdown. <laughs> um, so... You know, there's been some criticism of some of the guard play. Tate Rallage yesterday said it wasn't up to the standard of what they expect. Obviously, they have high standards. So something to watch uh, whether, um, you know, they can get a little bit more out of, uh, you know, the running game to complement the short passing game and the Brock Bowers runs. Well, I think if they keep
1: averaging 40 points per game, it doesn't matter if the running game's there or not. They're gonna,
0: yeah. I don't. I don't think it's like Alabama won a lot of games um, without necessarily uh, needing to have huge run production. If they're gonna throw the ball around for 400 yards a game, you know exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing kent state did take advantage of was some screen passes plays on the perimeter in the passing game big 56 yard touchdown i think it was where kamari lassiter and uh christopher smith uh, kind of got tangled up there or you know maybe smith took the wrong angle and lassiter um you know didn't didn't have the play uh, some leverage issues there and then kelly ringo kind of got bowled over on a, a play on the other side um uncharacteristic to see that I feel like I, he had
1: a big hit somewhere along the way too. yeah, yeah he came back later and did I, I tell you what though that's a name you hadn't heard much of this year and that's a good thing right because teams aren't really picking on Keeley's side and I feel like in his first two years it was it was Keeley wasn't exactly the five star that we had expected out of Arizona of course he had the big play in the national championship game that everybody will remember forever but it, it seemed like at times teams were picking on him uh, throughout his first two years, this year not so much. I mean, he's he's a name you don't hear anymore, and that's good if you're an offensive lineman or a cornerback.
0: Ryan Georgia doesn't lose too many recruits to Missouri, but we'll hopefully well not hopefully, but we might see uh, Luther Burton, the wide receiver, questionable with an undisclosed injury, uh, big-time five-star wide receiver through a Georgia and Alabama cap when he made his uh, decision with the uh, theatrics. Uh, pretty big get from Missouri but, you know, Georgia has, you know, Buku playmakers on offense themselves, but they could use a guy like uh, him, uh, you know, a guy that can kind of stretch the field and already has a punt return touchdown.
1: Yeah, but hadn't there been a little uh, social media uh – uh, issues, I guess, and he erased all the Missouri stuff had, off. His... I think
0: he came back and said that. Don't worry, I'm
1: still a tiger or something. Okay, like that. well that's that's good for him. I thought maybe that was why he was on the injured reserve list this week.
0: Uh, whatever they, yeah, call it, I mean it was kind list. of an interesting coincidence. Maybe I don't know. So we'll see. Um, all right, before we make our picks, Ryan, big uh, Super Bowl news. Um, Rihanna is going to be your halftime uh, performer this year. Uh, tell me your, your favorite Rihanna songs. Uh, Umbrella is the first one that comes to mind. Uh, I you know they usually have some guests that come on at the halftime show, so I'm suggesting Caleb King and uh, Rosh- Roshan Ealy, uh because "Run uh, This Town," uh, "Run This State" was was the oh, thing yeah. at Georgia Tech. I'm right? sure
1: all the Super Bowl crowd will know who those two guys are. <laughs>
0: uh, but she'll probably play that song uh, if uh, maybe Jay Z makes an appearance. Isn't that there?
1: Oh yeah. Is that yeah. There? Is that I think he starts "Umbrella." Okay. I think it or, or one of those others I can't remember
0: alright well hey let's, uh, let's make some picks when we come back alright Ryan uh, time for our picks uh, did you tally up your totals from last week yeah another
1: subpar day for me I think I went 4-9 and nine. is that how many games we had yep, yep. yep. I am
0: 22-37 and 37 overall this year all right. Well, uh, I thought I didn't do that great, but it did better than Ryan as usual. <laughs> mm-hmm. Five and eight, 27 and thirty-two overall. And uh, thanks Georgia for not covering. Oh,
1: I had so much. Have... I
0: had so much faith in Georgia.
1: Yeah, I was. Uh, like I said, I think a fifty-five nothing game.
0: Arkansas and Oregon, you all did me bad on the spread as well. All uh, right, that, that covered if you had Arkansas. All right, uh, let's do this. Washington at UCLA, Friday night game. Huskies by two and a half. This is at the Rose Bowl where, I'm, if I have to guess, I'm going to think Georgia's not going to be going there now. Was it 2025 or 2026, one of those? Right. The vibe uh, I got from Josh Brooks last week is that mm. those games are kind of, you know, when if they go to a nine-game SEC schedule and then they have one other, um, you know, I mean, I'm not saying they're not going to go, but it's not a certainty for sure because, you know, some of these years where they have multiple power fives besides Georgia Tech, that's not going to happen, I don't think. Um, I'm taking the Huskies, and I'm, I'm, I remain on that train.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I was looking at UCLA. They Are they undefeated this year? I think they I think they, they might be. Yeah, but nothing really impressive. Washington had the big win over Michigan State. It's been fairly impressive in a few games. So I think Washington goes in there and covers. you say Michigan State
0: has been impressive? They've been unimpressive. They are no, not. I'm saying their win over Michigan State was, oh, that was I yeah. felt like, yeah. was impressive. Our Michigan's at Iowa. The Wolverines by 10.5. Is, is that the, also the uh, over-under? <laughs> I think this is the first road game for Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm going to take the Hawkeyes, even though, look, they scored like 27 or something the other day, even though they don't score much. They're getting 10.5 at home. They have a good defense. I know they can't score. I am taking Iowa getting 10.5. I mean, don't they have the best defense in the country?
1: I, th- I think they're better than Georgia. It's like four and a half points a game or something like that. Yeah, I'll go with Iowa, two to cover at home.
0: All right, Kentucky's at Ole Miss. It's the Rebels by seven and a half. Ryan, make your pick.
1: See, that's a tough one because I would pick Ole Miss to win, but I think it would be a tight one. would you say seven and a half?
0: Mm-hmm. Give me Kentucky to keep it uh, within seven and a half. Yep, give me the Wildcats getting more than a touchdown. Oregon State is at Utah. It's the Utes by ten and a half. Oregon State, I think they're pr- kind of tricky. Good, I'm gonna take them and the points. Oh, so you
1: have them? You don't have them winning? You're just taking the points there. I agree with that because Oregon State is, like you said, surprisingly, uh, you know, under the radar there. So, and, and Utah, as we know, lost at Florida. So,
0: yeah, give me Oregon State. I, mean, I don't really think whether I'm taking them or not. I just, just want the spread. Uh, Michigan State's at Maryland, speaking of Michigan State. Mel Tucker's team gotten blown out two weeks in a row. Terps by eight and a half. I think a bad Spartans team will be, will be pissed and keep it within that number, but they'll still lose. I did say in that case who I thought. So I'm going to take Michigan State getting the eight and a half. Give me
1: Maryland. I, I'll go with Maryland with Tagovailoa still quarterbacking them, right? So give
0: me, give me the Terps to cover. Uh, Alabama's at Arkansas. It's mm. the Crimson Tide by 17-and-a-half. Ryan, I'll let you make the pick. Yeah, 17-and-a-half, really? Yep. Give me Arkansas to cover that all day at home. Uh, Bama destroyed Vandy, and I think they take care of business against Arkansas coming off that a and loss, so I will take Alabama giving that 17-and-a-half. All right. Oklahoma State's at Baylor. Cowboys' first big test. It's... Uh, the bears by two and a half i'm gonna take the take baylor at home give me oklahoma state all right ryan we need to knock these out because we've got something coming up uh texas a and at mississippi state it's uh mississippi state by three and a half ryan make your pick Who's by three and a half? Mississippi State by three and a half at home against Texas. Me just cover. Nope, I like the Bulldogs offense here. I don't like the Aggies offense and uh, I'm taking Mississippi State. LSU's at Auburn. The Tigers by nine and a half. Now which, which, Tigers which, Tigers which Tigers is a good question. LSU. I actually need to look that up because I can't it has remember It be that. LSU,
1: the way Auburn's playing. Uh,
0: let's presume it is LSU. Um, second straight Tigers versus Tigers matchup for Auburn. I'm taking LSU. By the way, um, speak, oh, go ahead, give your pick and all. Well, um, you said eight and a half on that one? Yep. Yeah, LSU covers that because Auburn is in disarray. they got beignets now at Hendershots, right? Have you had them yet? No, I haven't. Okay. But that does sound good. Speaking of LSU, uh, we've got to do these really fast. West Virginia at Texas. JT Daniels played at Texas as a freshman, now at West Virginia. Longhorns by nine and a half. I'm going to take West Virginia getting the points. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. NC State at Clemson. It's the Tigers by six and a half. Ryan, make your pick. Who at Clemson? NC State at Clemson. It's the game day, game oh, of the week. Oh, yeah. Are they actually having
1: it, though, with the hurricane coming I through? I think
0: they're doing it inside, maybe. Uh, yeah. Who's, who's favorite? Clemson by what? Uh, Tigers by six and a half. Yeah, give me Clemson to cover. The Death Valley home game in game day, I will take the Tigers to cover. Georgia Tech is at Pittsburgh. Do they rally for Brent Key? No. I'm going to take Pitt by 22.5. Well, that's a big
1: number, but they also lost by that many at uh, UCF last week. So, yeah, give me Pitt to cover. All
0: right, last one, and we'll wrap it up with this. Georgia versus Missouri. Bulldogs by 28.5. I went with Georgia to cover last time. And I am going. And they didn't. They didn't help out there. But i am, I'm sticking with the Bulldogs. Missouri has been dreadful this season. Uh, even though they almost beat Auburn, who's also been dreadful. I like Georgia to cover that, even at night on the road. This hasn't been a close matchup. I feel like in recent years, right? Right. Give me your Bulldogs.
1: Yeah, I think, Georgia coming off that performance last week, even though Kirby Smart said, he, you know, we knew what Kent State was, so it was a good performance by us. We got better. I think they, they know how they performed, and I think they come out at Mizzou. It's a game like they played against South Carolina and, and Oregon, a very meaningful contest that uh, they get psyched for and uh, blow the doors off of Mizzou and easily cover the 28-and-a-half. All right, everyone. Have
0: a great weekend. Enjoy uh, the games and uh, stay safe if you're in the uh, path of the hurricane.